money. The game they thought would project them into a possible wild card position. It would bring them 7-5 had they won. But a late interception by the Giants. They'll preserve a giant victory. An upset win as the Giants lead 17 to 12. We're inside 30 seconds. The Eagles have no timeouts. Wait a minute. Here's a free fly. I don't believe it. The Eagles pick it up and Herman Edwards runs it in for a touchdown. Welcome to the ESPC podcast, where every podcast is a business meeting with a specific purpose and a specific outcome. I'm Josh. I have an MBA, securities license, clients for a decade more than $15 million and above. And what that means to you is, for example, week five, we went 14 and two, 87%. Uh, to put that in perspective, 59%. You can consistently live in Vegas. Some pros average 70%. So 85.5 really is really good. For me, it was $11,330 in profit. So we give you the insight, how to make that money, betting on NFL games, betting college games. Then we get into the NFL, college football, uh, college basketball. We share the information because we have to, right? It's capitalism and freedom is not free. If we don't share information as middle class, upper middle class people, uh, probably this country will be in trouble. Uh, I figured out. But we have a lot of fun at the same time. We use business and financial concepts that I use in my other job to predict successfully the outcome of football games and monetize our time, highest and best use of your time. Uh, same methods, right, to help folks uh, invest in the right business, invest in the right stock, make sure their money outlasts their retirement. Same process we use to predict the games successfully. Uh, decision science, we turn to the mean, probability theory are all used in this podcast. Statistics, we use it all. We use all the methods to get to the truth, close to the truth. Elon Musk says, you know the truth, you can predict outcomes. We don't have as much money as Elon Musk, the richest man in the world, or the resources. However, what we do have, right, is education experience, and we use all those tools in our toolbox to make, uh, we're up to about $50,000 in NFL this year. But we share, we teach it with you, and another important business concept, if you're the toughest, smartest person in the room, guess what? You are in the wrong room. All right, so you're the toughest, smartest person in any particular room, you are in the wrong room. Uh, and I forgot to reference it, somebody else I was talking to, but it's a warden study, right? Warden is where our uh, former president went to school and they did a study. It's not, it's not like this is a liberal think tank here. They did a study on diversity and diverse companies make 46% more free cash flow, right? Tesla reported today, the big thing about Tesla, Tesla had $1.78 billion in free cash flow. So, he has an MBA securities license. That's what I look for, free cash flow. That's what I looked at for Tesla. And so they got good enough free cash flow for me. Watch that stock go up, right? I'll make more money that way. So, 
we're diverse here. We got, we're, Chad and I are here in the West Coast. Scott's in the Northeast. Scott and I are old and fat. We got to work on our fitness. Chad is chiseled in shape, running a 4-2 out there. <laughs> so uh, we have a lot of diversity, right? Which gives you a difference of opinion, gives you different things going on that helps us. Well, Scott's 78%. I'm one pick behind them, but we're not over competitive. We don't care. All of us have profit. We collaborate with each other. So we're all successful. We want everybody to be successful. Everybody, including you, the people that have been loyally listening to us, which we appreciate and feel free to uh, collaborate on. I'll start looking at all these messages we're getting. You get a lot of them. I respond to the ones people want responses to. The ones telling us how great we are, uh, I note them. So we'll look at that. Uh, so we'll go Scott, then Chad. First words, championship weekend. Thanks for being all season here with us. We've gotten a lot of picks right. We've got over 300 picks right <laughs> throughout the season. <laughs> we definitely could have more. Uh, what do you think? We'll go Scott and Chad. So we're down to the final four here. And it's it's the best four teams in the NFL, I think, this year. I think I think the NFL has what they want. Um, other than a, a little ankle injury here, I, I think these these would be two really, really good games. So um, you know, I'm I'm you know excited to di- dive into this. You know, this will be a shorter podcast than usual. It's only two games, obviously, but yeah. excited to get into it and see what all three of us think. So big time, big time. What do you think, Chad? You know, definitely. I mean, we're going to definitely have some great games this week. I mean, the lines, the spreads both pretty much show that. You know, one game is pretty much even. The other game is about two, two and a half. So, um, you know, there are going to be some some great, great games. Um, I do, do think we got the four best teams. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, to kind of hear, hear all your guys' thoughts here and, and, and break these down and, and get, get to some profitable picks. Big time, big time. Uh I don't know if these are the most talented teams, uh, but I think the the most well-coached and organized teams uh, and an experienced front office. Yeah, I think maybe Joe Burrow might be the best quarterback that we got going right now, Uh, especially if Mahomes is not healthy. But we'll get to that game. There's going to be a lot of discussion uh, about that game, the second game. Uh, right now, we'll go with San Francisco. Right now, it's two and a half points. Uh, the The total is 46 and a half. I already bet the, the under 47. So I bet that right away. Uh, San Francisco has a great defense model after the Tampa Bay defense. They won the title with uh, John Gruden as uh, as a coach, but it was uh, Lonnie Kiffin. John Lynch was a safety there. Uh, Derek Brooks, uh, Warren Sapp, that team. So uh, same type of defense. You have Fred Warner kind of playing the Derek Brooks type of role. I'm not saying he's as good as Derek Brooks, but he's playing that role. 
and uh, he gets deep that deep drop, right? So that deep drop is very, very, very important in that defense, and that's where you can get Jalen Hurts to commit a couple of turnovers. That's going to be key. Can they get Hurts to turn the ball over? Now, again, we talked about it a lot, and it came to fruition with Josh Allen. Josh Allen ran too much during the regular season. The way he got to the playoffs, his body was spent, right? He was too injured, too many injuries. Same thing with Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts has a bad shoulder. How many times can he take off? We know that if a quarterback can make three first downs with their legs, that team wins 70% of the time. This year, people took it to the max, right? Uh, the Giants based their whole offense on that. And Daniel Jones is in a running quarterback. That's why, oh, is Daniel Jones coming back to the Giants? He doesn't want to come back because he knows he can't run the ball 17 times a game for 100 yards every week and win and have a career, right? So that's going to be key about Hurts. If this is what I'm thinking, right? Waddle's going to get open, right? They got design plays for Waddle, not Waddle, but Devontae Smith and then the other guys from Alabama. They're all the same to me. <laughs> These little fast former Alabama receivers that are always wide open. Uh, I think that what is he going to do in the red zone, though? Because I don't think San Francisco is going to let the chunk play be a touchdown. They got too much speed in that secondary. So once they're in the red zone, he's going to have to read defenses. We know he can't. And even if he can, this is a high pressure situation going to the Super Bowl. So he's going to be kind of freaked out. If he makes a turnover in the red zone, he's going to be beat. I know that Chad played high school with Fred Warner, right? Uh, you talked about all those hard hits in the uh, bend but don't break. Mm-hmm. Right? So I think it's going to be a bend but don't break type game where they'll get a chunk play uh, with those guys they have, you know, your Miles Sanders, whoever. But then those plays where Jalen Hurts has to read his keys and make a play, I don't think he can. I think he's going to try to run, but he has a hurt shoulder. He's hurt all around. So I think that's going to be a problem, right? So that's why I bet the under right away. The side, I'm kind of torn on. These two fan bases, the Silicon Valley and the, the New Jersey area, has bet $2 billion on the handle. The Silicon Valley uh, money, $1 million a pop. Uh, I think they're going to maybe cancel each other out, depending on, uh, you know, how the line changes, right? So, uh, or information that comes out late, either false or true information that'll make a change in the manipulation, the way they change the line. So it makes sense of the side for me, uh, Scott. We go Scott in the chat. All right, so I'm, I'm with you on the under. I, I think this is a way under game. So I think it could be one of those 1912 like last week. Right. San Francisco. The side. San Francisco's dealing with some injuries here. McCaffrey's got a pulled calf. Did not practice today. Debo, ankle injury, did not practice today. Elijah Mitchell, the backup running back, has a knee injury, did not practice today. So they're dealing with a little bit of injury. The Wednesday practice report is kind of thrown out. 
um, because this is usually when the veterans get their rest days and uh, and get into it, and you'll see the participation go up a little bit. They're all going to play, obviously. It's the championship yeah. game. I wouldn't expect anything less. San Francisco's giving up production to wide receivers. C.D. Lamb got him for a big game. D.K. Metcalf got him for a big game. So one of these two wide receivers is going to get them for a big game. I personally think I've been on San Francisco the last eight weeks. I think San Francisco's going to win the game. I, I think they're going to they're gonna, uh, win by a field goal. I just don't know if Jalen Hurts is progressed enough in his quarterback reads to be able to read the defense enough where San Francisco is going to throw some stuff at them that they, they he hasn't seen before. Uh, right. Kyle Shanahan is the best coach in the NFL, I think. I, I think he's the best coach in the NFL. So I'm going to take the 49ers minus the two and a half and the under in this. Like he's at it plus two and a half, plus three. Yeah, they're oh, 49 is plus two and a half. Excuse me. Yeah. 49 yeah, plus a, two and a half. Plus two and a half. Yeah, I'm with Scott here. I like I like the 49ers plus three in this game. I think they win this game outright. Um, I mean, you gotta, you know, you gotta like the coaching mismatch here. Um, I mean, Shanahan has been here. This is a team that was in the NFC championship in a rivalry game last year, lost a heartbreaking game to the Rams. Um, you know, they're trying to rid that taste out of their mouth. This whole team, this whole franchise is a lot more experienced in these games. Um, you know, this is a team that's, you know, been in the Super Bowl, been in the NFC Championship the last few years. Um, and I just think this is kind of the Eagles' first taste of it. Um, you know, for his first taste as the coach, you know, the quarterback hurts. I think they're going to come up a little short in this one. Um, definitely like the under. I think both these defenses are really good. Uh, but I just I think the 49ers are, you know, I think everyone will play. I think they'll be able to be healthy enough that uh, they're going to be able to pull this one out. I, li- I like the Niners here. I like the coaching mismatch. I like the team the Niners have. They've just looked like the, one of the best teams. Um, you know, the teams have been on a collision course. And I just think that uh, the Niners have, you know, played the long view for this game a little bit better than the Eagles. And I think they're going to be able to pull it out. Yeah, 100% agree, right? So people are like, why is Elon Musk in the news? And it's because uh, fundamental analysis, people have gotten rich for fundamental analysis, technical analysis. Would you see people sell that sometimes they're, but they say the 200 moving average, right? That's a scam. That's a big lie, right? That's why I like having the podcast because I can dispel lies. We spell a lot of lies in sports betting. So within fundamental analysis, which has gotten people rich, it's corporate governance that Scott and Chad alluded to. We've made a lot of money off coaching mismatches. And in this case, you got Shanahan. Shanahan, his father, won two Super Bowls. Uh, Shanahan himself, right? Because great, the dad's great, did it translate to the son. Sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, the son got to the Super Bowl as the offensive coordinator of the Atlanta Falcons. The only time those people have been there, right, was with him as the uh, offensive coordinator. They haven't been there since, and they weren't there before. He gets to the 49ers. He takes them to the 49ers. Goes to the 49ers. He joins with uh, John Lynch, who designs the defense. Believe me, he's designing the game plan for the defense. On the Wednesday uh, practice, He's supposed to stay in the booth, but now I noticed in the fourth quarter, he's down on the sidelines. John Lynch. 
coaching the defense, literally. So Shanahan uh, trained with Andy Reid, with John Gruden, who won a Super Bowl. Andy Reid won a Super Bowl, right? Uh, this is the Andy Reid Bowl, right? Because both coaches coached under Andy Reid, and they're both coached with him with a design to be mentored, to be what? Head coaches. So that's Kyle Shanahan in this game. And I'll make it unanimous. I even like, uh, I've made money on the podcast, probably like 100%. When Scott says, oh, I'm thinking the money line too, right? So money line 126 plus 126, I'll cover my ass because it might be a crazy game. Uh, I'll take the plus three, the 49ers, and it's definitely going under because Scott made a good point. Uh, C.D. Lamb, right? C.D. Lamb, and I'll ask Chad about this because this is crazy. He knows Fred Warner. C.D. Lamb did have a, a decent game, but they only scored 12 points, right? Because of the bend, don't break. And man, how did Fred Warner go step by step with C.D. Lamb? <laughs> he covered it bad, and he went step for step for it. How does that happen, Chad? Man, it was just kind of a great disguise. I think, um, you know, Fred can really run. He's got that guy really good speed. And I think CD Lamb kind of was like thinking he was going to be a little, based off the coverage. You know, he kind of took those first two or three steps off the line. Right. Kind of like, oh, I'm about to be wide open. And he, he needed those three steps, you know, to get that, you know, one one yard separation he needed at the top. And that, that's a freakazoid athletes, right? There's the guys on linebacker going step for step. With your speed receiver there that that was pretty fascinating to see so first game championship right so scott uh scott's what 16 and 4 80 percent highest level of probability in the playoffs following up at 78 percent last week <laughs> uh, last year so uh man very exciting very exciting stuff so uh first game is going to be 49ers plus three Plus 126. Uh, I like the 49ers in the second half, half the second half, because the Eagles have not done well in the second half of any game of the season. And really, the last game with the Giants doesn't really count because the Giants are so bad. But the Giants should have covered in the second half as well. They were driving, they committed a turnover deep in the Eagle territory, or else they would have covered in the second half. A horrible team like that. So I like San Francisco in the second half and Shanahan. Uh, second half of adjustment. So before we go to the next game, uh, I've talked about it before, but I would like Chad to clear it up. There's no such thing. Let me tell me if I'm right. And NFL players have told me this before. There's no such thing as second half adjustments. They do adjustments in game, right? You come off the sideline and these same coaches, right? The NFL players have told me, yeah, so they say, what do you see? What do you see? And they make that adjustment there, or they make adjustments for the box. The reason in the second half, you see those, um, those adjustments executed is because the coach, the position coach, can sit and tell them again, and the player's more relaxed. He's listening better than what he's done in-game. Is that right, or am I off that chat? No, yeah, I would definitely say, you know, like, you definitely got to make make 
you know, adjustments every series. You know, if you're waiting till halftime, you know, the team that can make the adjustments quicker is is gonna have an edge for sure. Um, but yeah, I do definitely think, you know, like it's easier to maybe get through a player when he's like a little more calmed down and he's not like gasping for air after a 10 play drive, you know, right, right. <laughs> definitely going to be more receptive, you know, more, more cognitive, you know, he's going to retain more of the information for sure. So I mean, I definitely think that, you know, that that's a factor of halftime adjustments is everyone is more receptive or, you know, maybe you got all 11 guys, but three of the guys are gassed out with the oxygen mask on and they're not really paying attention. And so just gets a time for everyone to really, you know, be on the same wavelengths. Big time, big time. And I like that once. I uh, was at the halftime of a Notre Dame game because uh, Tommy Carter brought me in for Friends Weekend. And I remember a pin drop, right? It was a big clock. Everybody was talking to the precision people. And then this big clock in the Notre Dame locker room got to like 30 seconds. And Lou Holtz goes to the front, turns around, and it's very noisy. And then it drops. And he said, guys, when you go out to the field, you're going to look up to heaven. And you're going to see one thing. Even you two, the guy isn't supposed to be here in the back. <laughs> he started pointing at me. <laughs> he said, you're going to look up in the sky, and you're going to see God watching you play the second half. <laughs> it was crazy, man. Uh, still get chills. So second half line, San Francisco. And then I think this game will be crazy because this will be the third time these teams have played. First two times. I talk about these people being clones, being robots, uh, doing the same thing over and over again. That's why we can predict it so well on a high level. We've seen this movie before. They played two times in the AFC Championship game last, last year. They played earlier in the season. And both times, Kansas City came up to a lead. And then Burrow brings him back and ended up 27-24. I think pretty much the same thing is going to happen, but it's going to be more stuff. I think both defenses are going to be tired in the second half. And it's going to be a crazy late game finish. I've already bet uh, Kansas City, but I got it at plus two. And I bet it over 47. Make sense of this game for us, Scott. We've got Scott and Chad. All right. So the best quarterback in extended plays in the NFL is Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. He's got a high ankle sprain, which is a four- to six-week injury. He's not going to be Patrick Mahomes that you've known. He's going to have to line up and shotgun the whole game. He's going to have to get protected by Jarek McKinnon. So that takes one asset away from him. Uh, in, in running back room that McKinnon is not going to be able to go on on pass routes. That's number one. Number two, the guy cannot push off on his right ankle. Yeah. So if he is under center at any time in the game, he's going to have a lot of problems handing it to Pacheco for runs, for stretch runs. So they're going to have to play a very short, simple dink and dunk offense all the way up and down the field for four quarters because Mahomes can't can't launch it deep. If he gets any pressure at all, he's just going to throw the ball away so he doesn't get hit. If he gets sacked, you're going to you're going to wonder if he's going to get out. I would rather see that people don't think I'm crazy. I would rather see them start Chad Henney than than a than a hobbled Mahomes. 
But yeah. because it's Mahomes, they're starting them. Cincinnati has all the advantages in this game, I think. They will be able to run the ball a little bit more effectively than people think. I think Mixon played a really good running back role last week. I think Jamar Chase is a physical beast that Kansas City has problems handling physical wide receivers in the uh, in the last part of the season and into the playoffs here. And I think T. Higgins is another receiver that's going to get open for some cat for looks uh, down the field. Joe Burrow is ultra cool in this situation. Nothing will rattle him. They went up to Buffalo. They totally dominated on both sides of the ball, lines of scrimmage. I think it's almost going to be the same type of thing. I think Cincinnati is going to win the game. And I, I think it's going to just squeak over in this situation. I, I just think that Mahomes is going to have to pull something out of his bag of tricks to, to get, get Kansas City to the score. I don't think he's going to be the normal Patrick Mahomes. And I think four quarters on that ankle is going to be a problem for him. So I like Cincinnati to win the game, go to the Super Bowl. And I like the game to squeak over. I'm with you on the over. Great. Right, so, uh, Lua Morado, I think he's done a fantastic job, right? Obviously, he has. He really doesn't have that a lot of time. He has that one rock, run stopper you're talking about, but he's not good against the pass rush. And then you got Eli Apple, and Eli Apple is, you know, a, a coke addict. He's had a lot of problems, and they're just bringing them together, right? Cincinnati gets a lot of coke addicts to rehabilitate them and pay them less money than you would do a regular player. Just they're going no further than Joe Nixon. So, but I will tell you this before Chad goes. I think all that's thrown out of the equation because of Mahomes' ankle. I don't think he can throw the ball down deep, and I don't right. think he's going to be able to. So I think right. Kelsey's going to catch fourteen balls again in this game. I just think yeah. he's going to. Yeah, no. Well, this is the thing, right? Uh, it's the air raid. So the air raid, you read the defense independent of each other with the with the running back. In this case, you know, Pacheco, Kelsey, and uh, your wideouts, right? Valdez Scantling, got to watch for biases because Valdez Scantling went to Lakewood High, which I graduated from with, I know his father. He graduated with me from high school. He went to USF. And now he's in the NFL. He's on my Facebook, so he'll be watching this. Uh, but I digress. So in the air raid, you read what defense they're going to be in. So because of the lack of depth and talent on Cincinnati and the fact that they've played Cincinnati twice, Mahomes is going to have an easier time reading the defense. They're going to be in zone. So Andy Reid, Hall of Fame coach, is coming up with zone uh, beaters. Now, Mahomes, since they're so scripted, he is going to be able to roll out. He is going to be able to drop back. He'll be nifty in the pocket. What he can't do, which is going to be a problem, is take off and run, right? If a quarterback makes three first downs with his legs, that team wins 70% of the time. Yeah, I think do. Andy Reid, um, noting what Scott's saying, it's going to have to pull all the stops on special teams. You're going to need a block. You're going to need a, a return. Uh, you're going to need a kickoff return. And Spagnuolo's going to have to come up with something different uh, because all they try to do is that pass rush, and Joe Burrow is only second to Tom Brady getting the ball off. Now, what was the 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 sameness, right? Similarities between Joe Burrow and Tom Brady this year is they both have horrible offensive lines. 
So those are the two mitigating factors that that's why I picked Kansas City plus the three. And I think it's going to be, you know, I think it's going to be a shootout in the sense of special teams, uh, touchdowns, and the fact that uh, Mahomes doesn't have to do a lot of reading. They're going to be in zone 80% of the time. He has to watch out for the zone blitz and for him uh, making an interception. And then, uh, Chad, I'll ask you this question. Uh, Scott doesn't think Mahomes can throw it deep. I think since he was a shortstop, uh, the fact that he doesn't really have to plant that leg for that one or two deep shots I want to take. I think he can all arm it. What's your opinion on that, Chad? Uh, you know, yeah, he does. I mean, he does have, like, one of the highest velocities in the league, and he throws the ball over 60 miles an hour. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I do think, you know, he, he'll have enough arm strength. This, the question is, is it the, the time, you know, if right. they get him off platform, you know, is he going to be able to, um, you know, I, I do think Mahomes and Andy Reid are, are the reason the game will go over. Um, but, you know, Cincinnati with that running game they showed last week, they haven't shown a running game all year. The way they were able to get the lead from Buffalo and then just drain the clock and run Mixon, Mixon, Mixon makes them very, very scary right now yeah. um, because they have that big play capability. If they get a lead on Kansas City here, it, it, I mean, it, they they can find that run game again like they showed. I mean, it, it could – I mean, it might be really, really tough for Kansas City to come back from a deficit here with a, a gimped-up Mahomes. Um, they almost have to play, you know, from ahead or, you know, at, at a tie all game. So, I just don't – I think the Bengals can be down a touchdown or two and come back and win it. And I think if the Bengals with a lead are, are going to, you know, are going to be really tough for the Chiefs to come back. I just yeah. – I like the Chiefs to win this game. Um you know, I do think Mahomes in the scheme there will be enough uh, to get it over, you know, but I do worry that, you know, the, this game, you know, if this game does go under, it's going to be because the Bengals get a lead and they're going to run the ball like we saw last week. They're going to find Mixon is a – I mean, he was running that ball hard and physical. Um, that O-line, right, it's a shitty O-line, but was it? it's, it's easier to make those, those guys run block than pass block. Right. And we saw that last week against Buffalo. They were pass – they were run blocking their ass off in that third, fourth yeah. quarter. No, so, no. yeah, go ahead. So, yeah, I mean, that's just, I, I, um, you know, I do, I, I like, I like Cincinnati, um, a lot in this one to win the game. I'm leaning over. I think this one's going to go over because of Mahomes. Um, but I mean, the, I, the only way I see this one going under is from Cincinnati getting the lead, throttling down. I think if Cincinnati has a lead, really look at that second half under. Um, you know, I, I think it's going to be a, a low scoring second half with Cincinnati in front. Josh, and don't, and don't forget. Last year, Burrow had a crap offensive line, too, right. and they oh, went yeah. to the Super Bowl. This yeah. year, he has a crap offensive line, and they're one game away from the Super Bowl. He knows how to handle this stuff. Right. He, he is really good at handling adversity within the game. Right. And they sure enough, sure enough do have it. with, with the And the offensive line did a great job last week protecting them. Absolutely phenomenal. So I don't think that that offensive line being less than – what they have been the whole year is going to affect Burrow in any way in this game at all. So, no, I don't think it'll affect them. I, I do think that if Cincinnati gets a lead, uh, I'm afraid they're going to do what they did in the Super Bowl, right? Which is not stay aggressive. Uh, and that, that'll give Andy Reid a chance. But I really don't remember many games especially in the playoffs where Andy Reid comes from behind to win a game. Uh, 
the only one I can think of was uh, Bill O'Brien game. <laughs> Bill O'Brien had a huge lead, and they blew that lead. Um, I could definitely see see what you guys are saying, but we'll do a split decision. I'll be Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the difficult one, the contrarian on this one, and dial up the Chiefs. Uh, don't necessarily think they're going to win. It wouldn't be shocked if they do win. But I think it's going to be a, sh- a shootout back and forth late like that Buffalo game was. Could even go into overtime. But we all agree on the over. So the um, majority decision is the Bengals on the money line. Or are you guys going to go minus two and a half? I'm going to go the Bengals on the money line. And I'm going to go two and a half and money line. Right. But I, I think, well, it's down to one right now. Right. It's, it's a one it's point. Down to one and then the down money. One. Yeah. So uh, this is going minus one away. And so this is pick them. Yeah. So if you pick at Cincinnati, you basically pick a money right. line too. Yeah. If you pick, pick if you bet it now. Yeah, yeah. So. So. Pick them 108 Cincinnati over 47. And I would I would bet that now. I would bet both the totals now because there are gonna be some serious uh movements in that last hour. There always are championship weeks. Okay. And you guys are gonna join me, right? Half hour before kickoff. I'm here. I'll be here. Nice. Sunday. Nice. So awesome, man. The last three games of the season, we're all over this. We've given you the best analysis you can get anywhere. Because people give analysis, but it isn't specific to your pocketbook. So putting money in your pocket and at the same time having the optimal, highest and best use of your time, having fun watching the game. So final words, guys. Championship week. So I know we've we've already clinched profit for the playoffs, <laughs> but that doesn't mean we, we stop making, you know, getting the percentage higher, so. Uh, we've had a gr- we've had a really good postseason run, and I, I look forward to continue this week. So, big time, especially you, right? You you lead uh, the podcast. You're at I got you at sixteen and four, 80 percent, which is the highest level of probability. Yeah, no, more than that, it's probably not health. And we're basically all of us are in connection, except you got KC and I, we got Cincinnati. So. Right. We're gonna we're gonna be really good this week. Three and one, four and oh, which would be really phenomenal. So as long as there's profit and you compound it consistently week to week, yep. you're doing better than 90% of the betters out there. And we're giving you better information than any betting podcast yep. out there. Great. Yeah, man, it's just been a great season and uh you know, look to finish strong, and you know we got this our our last week until you know we get that week off for the Super Bowl. We get a, a big prop week, and you know it's uh it's kind of the last regular week. You know, the Super Bowl week's a little bit different with the prop market and stuff like that, and how we you know go about it. it's kind of kind of like a holiday. You know, basically it's like Christmas for football. So <laughs> I'm excited, man. Wind it down, guaranteed profit. We're sitting good, and uh, I think we're gonna you know be able to knock out some profit here in this championship weekend and, and take it on to the Super Bowl. And then right after the Super Bowl, right after the next week, we'll start uh, breaking down college basketball heading into the NCAA tournament. 
uh, and then right after the tournament, we get the triple crown races. So we got the whole guy sports calendar settled, giving you on many levels, we're giving you information you did not get in major media. Uh, you get gaslighted and lied to. Uh, we make mistakes like anybody else, but we're giving you exactly how we feel just as guys when we process the information. And the information we process creates profit for all of us. Who knows how long it will last? We got $134 trillion market. Uh, laws and things change. So you have to take advantage of the situation right now. Right now we can monetize a lot. So everything we do, we got no commercials. We don't charge for anything. We don't want credit card numbers or your email or anything. Uh, all we want is your collaboration. And if you got insight on something, let us know. Somebody gave me insight on the first rounds of tennis tournaments, like the Australian uh, Open, right? So we're up for it. Uh, but it's all what Winston Churchill said. It's not philanthropy, it's not religion, it's business. You get one, you get 10 back. Like Costco gives those free hot dogs. So we give you everything, all our picks are for free. You do not have to uh, give Action Sports $1,000. Just listen to us, we do more research than you can even process or do yourself. And Winston Churchill said, you make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESGC Podcast Network. That's why this one cost $800, and that cost $200. And I don't know what that cost, I'm just shitting the word. That's why I'm worth the two.